0: Welcome back. This is Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation. This is Dr. G, your host, and thank you for returning. If this is your first time, welcome. I'm hoping you will catch some gems, To feed your soul on your spiritual journey, and uh, today we have health, healing, and meditation—a segment that I have here, but we haven't done it in a while. So we're going to do that. But first, um, let me introduce you to our uh, interviewee. We have an author that I interviewed, and so I just want to give you a little bit of background on him before we get into our health, healing, and meditation. And then we'll follow with his interview about his book called Hazard. And so let. Let me just give you a little bit of his bio. In a world full of apparent contrast, confusion, and fear. Author and spiritual evolution teacher, Cosmin Anofrei is determined to bring light through provocative insight into how to truly become free of your hardships and start living a life in attunement with your heart's truth. And so his book, Hazard, is how to change your destiny or love, or love it now. Okay, how to change your destiny, or love it now, was published worldwide and has been held as among the most original and authentic contributions to the field of self-development currently available. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about him. I will be um, putting some of his bio. In um, uh, the show notes, so that you can read a little bit more about him and his links to his website, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of that, um, if you're interested. After you hear some of Cosmo's uh, wisdom and Cosman, I'm so sorry, Cosman's wisdom. <laughs> um, and we talked about me saying his name correctly, so you'll catch that in the interview as well. So let's start, like I said, with our health healing. meditation and so today's topic for that it's going to be twofold and I will have some info in the show notes for you as well the first piece of this is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about universal law and spiritual law now most of us are familiar with the law of attraction and that's uh, you know I, I think it's important to be aware of that but there are so many other universal and spiritual laws that we need to be aware of so for this conversation, we're talking about the law of divine oneness, okay? So the law of divine oneness. And what is that? Well, this helps us to understand that everything, right? Everything, everyone and everything is connected. That we live in a world of connection, everything we do that we say we think we feel we believe we act on are uh, affects others and the universe around us um, and I apologize I think I may have some background noise here that just came out of nowhere but <laughs> as you know if you're a listener you know I love having the windows open and so yeah that's coming from outside anyway the law of divine oneness is is really about how we are all connected and so I am going to pose a question to you all. Are your thoughts your own? The anxiety, the stress, the fear, does that belong to you? Or are you picking up on someone else's stress, fear, or anxiety? Think about that for a minute. So sometimes, you know, as a collective, right, and this connection that we have to others, we pick up on others' energy, Um, We actually may, you know, have intrusive thoughts, either being planted by our external world, you know, with um, media or just simply being in someone else's space. Um, And it's even deeper than that, right, that this connection is really threaded throughout everything and everyone, that sometimes things can creep into our space, into our mind, and it's not of our own. In a way, it is right. If we're all the same. If we're all one, <laughs> but but you get my drift, right? That it's not it's not ours. It doesn't belong to us, right? And so sometimes we have to find ways to return that right to its rightful owner, um, to allow it to exit our space, uh, and to really identify, you know, your truth, not someone else's, um, you know. And you know, oftentimes we we pick up on. The stress that someone may be carrying, um, their energy, you can feel it. And, you know, my, my connection of science and spirituality. So the, the science, the scientific piece of that goes to back to neurology. And that when we look at what we call mirror neurons, that we perceive the mind of other beings, right? And this is, we, we see this in our research. We know this is true. And so we have to be aware of that. Be aware of what belongs to you and what doesn't. Okay, what is yours and what belongs to someone else? Um, And try your best to be cognizant of that. And how do you get there? Well, you know, I talk a lot about meditation and mindfulness, and I heard someone say, actually, it was in our conversation, I believe, with Kosman, he was talking about, and I can't recall if it's during the interview or, you know, after when we were chatting, but um, we were talking a little bit about how everything isn't for everyone, right? I think he will expand upon these ideas in the interview, but everyone can't do the same thing, right? And I I, I kind of allude to this when I talk about meditation, right? We want everyone to oh, meditate and you should be able to be still, and, but it doesn't always work that way, right? Sometimes you need to, you know, have other methods that allow you to be centered. Um, you know, maybe even breath work for you could be something, what? triggering, you know, for someone that has anxiety or trauma, um, significant trauma in their history. And so, you know, there's other things you could do. There's stretching that you could do, upper body and lower body, that will actually help with your diaphragmatic breathing, that deep breathing that you want to do to allow you to become organized and calm and alert. Um, Yes, breath work is important but the actual stretching of the muscles that then attach you know to the area surrounding that diaphragm and making more space for the lungs doing those stretches as well could help you um, release some of that energy you're trying to release right the things that are being trapped in your body connecting to your mind and your thoughts um, the things in your body that don't belong okay but today um, the method that I want to leave you with and I want you to try on your own is the Shiatsu self massage and so I'm gonna leave an infographic link in the show notes so that you can see um, this diagram that tells you All the different places and areas on your body that you can tap into to help to release some stress and not only that but to bring in the things that you need such as concentration decision-making clear thinking um, being able able to be creative even releasing headaches right Um, becoming more of having more vitality working on your memory there are all these places on your body these pressure points right that you can tap into that can assist you with these areas and so i'm just going to give you a couple and i encourage you to you know look at the link i'm providing or just research it on your own um this is going back into some of you know i would say the connection to some of the um uh asian practices in terms of medicine, if you will, right? Um, Non-Westernized practices that um, I, I think, you know, when we look at Eastern medicine, we could all really benefit from. But the connection to our our anatomy, to our neural anatomy, is there. Um, a lot of these pressure points are connecting to nerves that you have um, coming out of your, your nervous system from your brainstem, coming all the way around to your face and to, you know, other parts of your Of your head and your ears and the connection to those nerves actually allow you to tap into your rest and digestion we call it the parasympathetic nervous system and so um, being able to tap into these areas even um, there are pressure points in the back of your neck that I'm going to share with you that can help to give you some of a release and, and increasing the feeling and cessation that you desire to have in your body. Okay. So there is a science connection and there's also always that spiritual connection, right? And, and again, we're tying this back to the universal law of divine oneness and how we can become more centered and, um, aligned with our truth okay, with our truth. And in that way, when we do this work, we are actually helping the collective, right? We're helping each other as we are sharing this connection. And so when you work on self, right, when you work on self, you're actually helping others. So the first uh, massage that I want to to teach you, or pressure points, if you will, has to do with concentration. And so, on your face, right underneath your eyes, if you could take, you know, three or four fingers, and as your eyes are closed, gently press upward um, in that space that's right below your eyes, right? Kind of that sinus area um, on your face, and press gently upward, holding for about three seconds or so. Then push down, right, for another three seconds, okay? pushing gently up and down. And you're gonna do that about three times. The next one has to do with clarity, clearing your your thinking. And so this this is the area that's around your nose. And so um, you're gonna take your thumb and your index finger and you're gonna pinch the bridge of your nose, okay? And then you're gonna hold it for about three seconds again and then you're gonna let go and you're gonna do that three times. The last one, because there's a lot, there's a lot here, but I'm just going to give you three. The last one is improving your tolerance. And my goodness, don't we all need that uh, <laughs> to, be, to really work on you know tolerating um, things and having more patience. And I know for me, I have this somewhat controlling energy that I'm trying to work on releasing and allowing other people you know to take up space and to contribute and not to have to always take the wheel and drive, okay? So tolerance, um, this is the area that's in the back of your neck right the highest point I would say of your neck but the space between your head and where your neck meets you're going to use your thumb and your index finger um, of both hands okay so you're going to put one hand on um, your thumb and index finger and that space right between your head and your neck and the back and then you're going to put the other hand on top and with both thumbs and index fingers you're going to slide up and down, okay? Using even pressure sliding up and down. And this can really help with your memory, with your relationships with other people, and simply, you know, your, the good feeling, right? Releasing any stress, any tightness. Um, if you can't tell, I'm rubbing the back of my neck, right? Releasing anything that doesn't belong to allow and more tolerance, okay? So we, I gave you concentration, underneath your eyes, the the pressure points underneath your eyes, clear thinking, um, the bridge of your nose, and then tolerance, the back of your neck, that that space between your head and your neck. Those are the pressure points that um, can help you with those um, areas of functioning while you're doing it be very mindful be present you know decrease distractions while you're doing this because then it can become a a part of your meditative practices okay so that is our health healing and meditation for today I don't want to take up too much time because as I said we have our interview um and I would say with Cosman he brings a unique conversation um some of the ideas that i've shared with you in the past but this is his his own philosophy and spin and i think you'll see that it's a, a little bit of a different flavor um, than we've had on this show so i hope you enjoy i hope you seek out more um, of his work after and as usual come back join me again on black goddess healing and manifestation love you all the cloud. Okay, okay. So, welcome to Cosmin Onofre. And did I say it correct correctly, Cosmin?
1: Perfect, perfect.
0: Thank perfect. you. Good, good. Um, and so we're so excited, happy to have you here on the thank podcast. For having me. Yes, thank you
1: for having me here.
0: You're welcome. Been looking forward to it. And so, um, you know, before we get started, and we're going to talk today about your book, Hazard. Um, but I do want to have an opportunity for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more. Uh, I often ask people to share a little bit about who you are. First, start off with who you see yourself as. And that's li- really kind of the, the piece of our truth, right? Not so much job or a resume you can talk about that after um, but I do want a little bit you know a little bit of insight on how you see yourself and who you are.
1: It's funny that you ask that Uh, a couple of weeks ago someone uh, I was uh, uh, talking in a room uh, in a clubhouse room uh, if you heard of the app and uh, the moderator asked me to state uh, where I'm from and uh, where I reside. And uh, I answered with, I am the lost uh, child of the universe that resides on the lost planet. That's not Earth. So that's how I see myself. How I. <laughs>
0: It's so human. a lost child of the universe that resides on a lost planet. That's it not is. Earth. That's not
1: Earth.
0: Oh, okay. Now that's deep. I haven't heard that one before when I asked that question. I think I can relate to what you're saying. though. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, that's um,
1: like a funny thing to say at the moment. Yes. With partial truth in it. Partial truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah there's some, there's definitely some truth in that. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about, about yourself. Um, anything you want our listeners to know?
1: Sure. I, uh, I, uh, like to see how everything works and how, uh, people react and respond to things that they face. I have been uh, interested in that since a very young age. For as long as I can remember, I was looking at people and trying to figure out how they perceive everything, really. And I was very intrigued by that. I was very... I have this inquisitive nature and uh, I also, I, I knew that uh, you cannot figure out everything. So I had this in me at the same time, but I was very curious, a very curious uh, being, let's say, from a get go. And, um, I always asked uh, why is happening, what is happening, even though like, I, most of the time I never got an answer. And not every time I figured out what was happening and what was the reason for what was happening. But even though I, I wasn't waiting on an answer, it was like more, mm, why might this be, uh, and uh, just let the moment pass and go to the next uh, second. And uh, that was my, that was and is my outlook on life. And um, people that were close to me might say that I was pretty stubborn that I was pretty, it was the way I view things or the way that I, even though I was, at least from my end, I felt that I was very open to new things, to new ideas, to new perspectives. I always had a sense, a compass to truth. And even though some people might say that Oh, what about my truth or what about his truth? Everyone's truth is different. I don't believe that is true entirely. I know that our experience and our perception is different. And we uh, each of us have our own uh, background, our uh, own uh, cultural programming that went into us and everything. and. Uh, our past lives, even, and all of that, uh, the stars, how they align about our birth, all that uh, uh, co, co-, co- in uh, who we are, basically. But when I talk about truth, I talk about the universe's truth, not my truth, not someone else's truth, not an animal's truth. I'm talking about the principles of the universe, if I can call them that.
0: So kind of like universal law, right? Like a universal
1: law, like, uh, I don't know, what's one that's very popular. I think it's the law of attraction. It's just one. (laughs) Yeah, but people throw this uh, term around. Uh, Yeah, there are, uh, our perception is different, but uh, Death is death, or life is life, and you can negate that, you can deny that, you can try all kinds of things to uh, um, slight to lie to yourself in one way, maybe, and that might be a coping mechanism for some people. I fully understand that, and, and but the truth is one and during this life or in the next one, you will have to face it one way or another. So
0: that's a, that's a quote right there, right? (laughs) That is a quote, you know, that the truth is truth. and, And whether it's in this life or the next one, you'll have to face it. I agree. I agree. We have lessons that we're supposed to be learning. Right. And, and, experiences that we're supposed to have and if it doesn't happen and we repeat again and it'll resurface again right we'll face that truth again
1: i, I fully understand that people don't want to face our or some aspects that are not comfortable or yeah. i fully get that but i don't see living any other way how it's possible at least for my being
0: Mm-hmm. the true authentic cannot, uh, yeah. that's why I
1: said that I feel like I'm the last child of the universe that's been misplaced here <laughs> in a way, in a way.
0: Yeah, I saw a, a meme on social media and it was a boardroom, you know, people at a meeting and then there was Big Bird, you know, the character Big Bird <laughs> that's huge and yellow sitting in the middle of the room. And I think the meme says something like, this is me in the universe, like currently on earth. And that is I'm like, that's me. <laughs> I'm sitting in a room and I'm looking around. Like, I feel out of place. right? <laughs> No, in terms of belief but I think we get to the point where I shouldn't say I, I currently don't feel out of place I feel like I have found a space that I am as close to truth you know as I have been I think I'll get even closer um, and that brings a sense of comfort but to other people maybe that living authentically I look like that character sitting in a room right a little bit out of yeah. place right yeah, exactly. exactly you feel the same way sometimes <laughs>
1: Yeah, in a way, but I got used to it over the years.
0: (laughs) You get used to this. It is what
1: it is, yeah.
0: It is what it
1: is. I uh, talk to people in workshops and I said that this place is called Earth for a reason. You are not on Pluto, you are not on Mars, you are not on a faraway galaxy. It's Earth and it has its rules to it. Mm. By being here, And even Jesus was here and had to abide to some of the earth rules. He had a human body while here. And so while we are here, there's certain facts that we have to face, certain quote unquote rules that we have to abide by Mm -hmm. in this human domain of existence. Otherwise, we would incarnate maybe somewhere, somewhere else. We'd be on a cloud somewhere. I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> <the heart> for...
0: <laughs> now, let's, let's get into that a little bit more, because as we're talking about Earth, um, someone recently pointed out that Earth, all the, the letters and the word actually had the same letters as heart. Right. And that when you think about that, that the premise of being here is about love. And I know um, in your book Hazard that you you talk about love and, and different aspects of, of the book throughout. Um, but I, I want to get your opinion. So what do you think? Do you think um, everything is love, that it all goes back to that and that is our truth?
1: I think everything is love. exactly, Just like I wrote in my book. Uh, the word, earth or heart, I think that our exterior is a mirror of our interior of our heart. And I truly believe that everything is taking place within our heart. So everything that we perceive, uh, (laughs) I was trying to explain this to my wife, even if a motorcycle is coming to you, you might see it objectively, like a 3D, that thing is actually coming to you. But it's your projection of the motorcycle that you see. So, let me go back a little bit. Yeah,
0: go ahead, go ahead.
1: Um, so I truly believe that everything is, uh, the exterior is a mirror of the interior of the heart so heart has many layers and reality has many layers of course and uh, love is in everything love is everything i truly believe that i truly perceive it perceive everything in that uh, regard in that sense um and
0: no go ahead i'm sorry i
1: know but. People are skeptical when they hear this because uh, how are you talking about this war is happening right now in, um, in Jerusalem or in North Korea, how can you say that that is love, look how many people are dying, look what is happening, all these atrocities. And I always tell people look deeper than the surface level of things. Mm. Don't look only what is happening at the outer layer, because you're seeing that an quote unquote, innocent infant or innocent child is dying. But you're not seeing that maybe in a past life, that infant, his destiny was to die at that specific moment in time for a reason. You might not grasp or fully understand what the plan of the universe is. You might not get it. You you don't have to get it or I don't have to get it. It is that way because something. Mm. we might be confused we might live out of fear but god isn't mm-hmm. or the well, universe or whatever word you want to call this place
0: yeah the universe divine all of it right but when you okay so let's speak to that a little bit more when you think about love and that that was going to be exactly what i asked you in terms of people's perception of well what a, how could you say it's all in love when i just i have this loved one that's going to leave me because now they have an illness or, you know, so what's left with that then is pain. Right. And I know you speak of pain in the book. So how do you, you know, reconcile that for that person that's saying, but what about my pain that comes along with that love that's now perhaps in their mind perception is leaving them.
1: We are challenged constantly by this place, by life, by whatever word you want to use. Love, love, or universe, or the divine are synonyms in my jargon. Uh, we are challenged on a daily basis, each moment. This place challenges our love, challenges our capacity to love. Think of Jesus on the cross. He was pretty damn challenged, I think. His love was pretty damn challenged, I think. So when we have it, uh, our worst day of the week, or our, oh, this is terrible. My this family member is not talking, is leaving me, or something. like These are small things in the big scheme of things. Sure, there are major things in our uh, immediate vicinity, in our. Uh, uh, proximity in our lives are very big to us. We blow them out of proportion and we give a lot of meaning and we give a lot of sense to it. But when we uh, zoom out a little bit, when we step a little back and we are not so mm, caught by emotions or thoughts or our bodily patterns, then you can see a bit, a tiny glimpse of the big skin, of the big uh, image. And when you can take that uh, perspective, I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking here about meditation, I'm not talking about all these bodily practices that I think that work for some people and don't work for others. So not everything is for everybody. (laughs) Uh, I should say that because I heard a lot of people advocate to do start meditation, start breath work, or do this thing and your life will change. It depends on the person. I want to be clear on that. Uh, Then whatever works for your body, for your structure, for your heart, to access your depth, your truth, if you can access that through whatever means you need to access that, then you get a glimpse beyond what is happening, beyond the pain that you were describing uh, for that person. Underneath that emotion, underneath that layer that is happening, sits the Um, omnipresent love. It's it's, uh, the, unending openness because openness is our nature. (laughs) And when you hear this word, I know that when I heard it from, um, uh, people that were around me, I, I never, I got what it meant, but the word itself, like, uh, words cannot describe certain things to their fullest potential. And uh, this word, when people hear openness, what what does that mean? What does that really mean to be open, to be without protection in a way of the back, to be out there and naked in front of everything? And I believe that when you can uh, so I talked about different practices or things that you can do but biggest things are just means that allow you to access the love within your the truth within so if you're caught up on a pain or uh If you see something as, this is happening and this is really bad, or this is something that's negative. I always, uh, if I was in that situation, I always always was curious, what's underneath that? What's behind that? Because there is something behind that if you're not caught up in that superficial aspect, in that emotion. In that uh, moment, think of life as a big washing machine. And if you believe the clothes, the soap that is inside of them, then it catches you, it grabs you and you're not seeing, you're stuck to the soap, you're stuck to the uh, clothing. You're not seeing the entire washing machine. Because you're so close to what is happening, to the pain that you're feeling, to the joy that you're feeling, even it's not uh, one-sided. It's not only on uh, negative, quote-unquote, negative things that people say that are bad. It, that life catches. It catches your attention, catches your heart, and in that moment, you cannot see beyond your uh, scope of vision. That's so beyond that cloth they're in front of me. And I think this soon I, I don't want to say uh, how do I say not an issue. I don't believe in issues. <laughs> the universe or whoever created this place created this in this way for a reason. So it's not an issue per se. But it's uh, people that ask, I only see the pain. I, I will ask them back why don't you see why don't you see what's underneath that pain? Why don't you see what's beyond ask yourself what's beyond that pain? Because there is something beyond. But as long as you are scared of that or too fearful or too caught up by what is happening, then you will not be able to see it in such a way.
0: Right, right. Too closely connected to it. Cool. Um, and and we know the experiences for some, they're, they're real. You're not saying that the experience and the feeling mm-hmm. that they have isn't real. You're saying look a little bit deeper, right? And look beyond that. Right. And, you know, I, I share it with you about, um, you know, spirituality and my connection to spirituality versus any religious practice, but I always share with our listeners that, in any religious practice, there's truth, right? And you speak of Jesus and his story. So whether you believed in the physical man himself or not, right? Mm-hmm. That the story, even of that pain and that suffering, um, and almost like the duality of that, like the duality mm-hmm. of that of the story of love and suffering, and that there's always two, right? That go together and i know you you kind of speak about that right in the book about yeah, the two yeah. so um do you want to expand upon that a little bit
1: sure sure uh i know this uh perception about spiritual when i talk about spiritual spirituality i'm not talking about a certain religion i'm not talking about certain rules that you have to abide like i do don't watch on Sundays. i don't think jesus minds that, I don't think Jesus sits on the couch and thinks, oh, if you're watching, or watching on Sunday, then you're an awful human being and I'll hate you. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. Uh, when uh, I talk about believing in something, you can believe in love, you can believe in Jesus Christ, you can believe in uh, uh, an object, it doesn't matter what you believe in, when I'm talking about belief, I'm talking about giving your uh, power away uh, surrendering to something that's greater than you in that moment of belief Um, because this world is made by everything and you you touched there on uh, the duality of things you touched on uh, how we experience both sides of everything that's you have what it's called it's called the like, inconvenient for a reason it's called uh, uh, like uh flow state or uh, um, structure witnessing for a reason, like going with the flow or perceiving what is. It, there are two aspects of this moment, and you can call it in a million ways, but this moment is made by what is happening inside of it, by the creation itself, and by something that's watching that creation. When you're watching uh, fire, if you're watching fire very closely, you will see that through all the light, there is darkness inside of it. Uh, to circle back to our perception of things, we have the tendency to see only one side of things. And that's what I said earlier, that we're caught up by that one side of things because we forget about the other part. We forget that the washing machine, my new example that I gave earlier, sits on this planet, on this earth and has everything that's around it. We are just seeing that one thing, when we are hurting, when we are in pain by Uh, someone leaving us, or our family uh, turning their backs on us, then we're only seeing that pain, and we're forgetting about the endless love that lies within us. So the duality is always there. There is always hot and cold, night and day. These are universal principles. You can lie to yourself, you can try to arrange life in such a way that You only see day, or you only see light, or you only see warmth. But life is made by both for a reason. You're negating part of yourself, part of your heart, if you're trying to arrange everything in a way so you're only one-sided.
0: Yeah. It's making me think about creation itself. And when as you know as a woman that has a womb and i've birthed two children into this world i can tell you it's it's the best thing ever right you feel that love in that moment and it's one of the most painful experiences i've ever had right in that moment all together um, and so you know for those that may be struggling with i don't really get you know this whole concept of love and pain and seeing the other side think about that you know, even if you if if you're a male, and you have of course haven't had it, you know physically, but think mm-hmm. about the pain. We all can connect to that experience, right? Of watching someone bring life into this realm and being excruciating pain and bliss at the same time, right? It's just, I think that's that that signifies it.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, society. We are society, <laughs> and society has its own power over us, let me say that. Uh, But we are very trained by everything that's around us to only look one-sided. If you're watching closely, there are always... I was looking on this applications or rooms of people and I was only seeing positive, positive. Come here and you will learn how to get better. Come here and you will... Get away from morbid diseases. Come here and you will be fulfilled. Come here and you will only be loved. And we are fed by these things that. (laughs) And life, this will, it will, you will have to face this sooner or later because it's not made if you've lived uh, to. 10 years, 20 years, on this planet, 30 years, you've seen it. You can try to disregard, you can try to negate it. But sooner or later, you'll you will see that both are true. And if you stay in that a bit longer than running away or hiding away, then you will, you might find, you might discover that there's a blessing in that, like you talked about. There's a gift in that. It's, it's, this ma- the magic of this moment is created by both sides. And it's always true. We might not see it. This moment might be peace- peaceful, calm, serene, No war is happening. We might not see it, but we're always both at the same time like in the example that I gave with the fire and the darkness within the light.
0: Yes. And as we're talking about birth, and you mentioned we talked about death, I can share from having experiences of loved ones, um, you know, transitioning and being there next to them during that transition, unfortunately, or fortunately, however we want to look at it, it's happened a few times for me. Um, And it's that same Feeling the pain is not physical for me, right? There's this pain of this ending, right? But then it's the sense of rebirth, of new beginning, of beauty that you can't explain. And it's not always proper, right, to talk about that when people are grieving or to express that for your own grief because people may look at you like you have five heads, you know, um, as your loved one is transitioning. But I want to that. Just that concept, I thought about that when I was reading your book uh, in a section about growth. And in, that, in those moments, especially the first one, I would say, especially that first time, I could almost feel the growth in me. Like this was a shift in my life, right? A shift in this journey. And each time it happened... I could feel myself really ascending to a different level, right? And you speak of growth, like when, when do you say growth happens and why does growth happen in that way?
1: I was actually talking today to someone about the difference between change and growth. He was asking me about uh, the difference between those two. And I said to him that life is change. Life is change, and everything can disappear in a blink of an eye. This moment, this person, everything. But growth is when you uh, become so disillusioned, so not entertained with what you used to be, what you used to be entertained with, that it I don't want to say it doesn't appeal to you, but it doesn't hit you in that same way. So that means that you outgrew those aspects of your life, that you're not anymore, I'm not talking about triggers, or, because you might be triggered still, you might have something uh, within you that uh, triggers some aspects of you, but I'm talking about an overall sense of growth when you become think about this like for um i don't know if i gave this example in the book think about when you were a child with your favorite toy and when you got that toy you were uh, so uh, uh you were so enthusiastic about it. You were so, oh, I'm so, I'm waiting so much, I've waited so much to play with this toy. I can't believe that I have it now. And you were so entertained by the toy, by the idea of the toy. You playing, of you doing all this you know, play roles and everything that you were very invested, very entertained by what was happening. And now trace that back, for you in your life, and think of how much that toy kept you entertained. Think about how much of your life did 30 years pass and that toy still entertains you with that same degree, with that same level of intensity that uh, in that first day it did. Uh, for a lot of us, that is not the case. Uh, we might still enjoy to look at the toy, you might still enjoy to take it out and play a bit with it, but after 30 years, we're not looking at that toy with the same engagement, with the same um, enthusiastic uh, output. And uh, that's because we outgrew that toy. We outgrew that part of ourselves. And uh, when you become disillusioned, I don't have it has a, a tendency to be perceived as something that's awful. What I mean by disillusionment is you are not that interested anymore, quote-unquote interested. Uh, and that's when growth happens and it's sudden, it's quick it's out of the blue, it might, it it will surprise you. That's the texture of growth is that it happens when you are not expecting it.
0: I would say one of the, that moment of it came out of nowhere and kind of, what is this? And you're unexpecting, it's unexpected. For me was really finding out that everything is love. Right. And I know that sounds so simplistic, but I mean, we just think about it, like everything is love. Right. And that that is the source that that is it. Um, and, and that I have love for everything. It just, to me, kind of blew my mind. And where did this whole thing come from? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it just it's hard to put words around it, but just to speak to what you're saying, that it's unexpected. And for me, that was one of those moments of the truth being, you know, the realization.
1: Yeah, that's why it's called, uh, it's called sp- spiritual recognition for a, re- a reason. Mm. It's you recognizing that yeah. it's in you. It's not called spiritual seeking or spiritual, or spiritual fight to go there and try to get. You're recognizing that it is already here. So yeah. that's instant. That's uh, I, uh, When I talk to people, I talk to them about different modalities. Like if you're in therapeutic modality, if you need care, that has its own set of rules that necessitates time, a lot of patience. You have to if you break your leg, for example, you have to put a cast on your leg, you have to not do crazy things uh, maybe sports with a broken leg you have to heal so that modality takes time mm-hmm. A different modality is when you do art when you when you disregard your body your You are, you still have parts of you that need to feel, but you are not attentive on those at that moment. And you want to dive into the mystery of this moment and create, be created by this moment. And that if you want to play, learn to play guitar, for example, you have to practice the guitar. You have to practice singing in the moment, in the moment, in order to create this moment. That takes some practice in order to be a skilled guitarist. You cannot uh, do it on, uh, on a night, but to recognize happiness or to recognize the truth of this place, that is the spiritual aspect of the recognition, that necessitates no time at all. So in a minute, you might see in the eyes of a baby child, you might look into a baby child's eyes, you might look at um, the sky or a sunset, and in that moment, a realization might occur. So that third modality, that I call happiness or spiritual recognition, or love, that necessitates no time at all. So that is very different. So when we're functioning in the world, we're functioning through these different modalities and we need to be mindful and aware of where we are at what time of the day.
0: Thank you, thank you for that. So I'm gonna read just the, the first kind of, I guess, I don't want to say it's the first x excerpt, I can't remember, but it's in the first part of the book. Um, and I want to just read it for our listeners. It says, there's an invisible force present that is responsible for putting everything together, a master conductor, if you will, that may some refer to as fate or destiny. But here, we will call it hazard. And so, in closing, before I let you part, can you uh, explain a little bit more about the title of the book, um, that, ex- that explanation there, and then also where we can find it? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, <laughs> I was, I, I've created things most of my life, from music to everything, and I, I, I've always waited for, uh, for it to come to me. So that was the case with uh, the title as well. I remember thinking, uh, "What should I call this? I've written the chapters, and I was, what would I, what would I name this small little thing that I wanted to, with big ideas in it? What would a uh, title be for this?" And I was talking to somebody, and I always when. It doesn't come to me at first, I, always, I am patient. I'm, I'm not in a hurry anywhere. I always leave room for inspiration or magical things to appear. And, uh, I was talking, I remember that I was talking to somebody and, uh, I was telling that person something and I touched on the word hazard in my speech. And when I did that, when I was saying that, it hit me. I don't know, it was like hazard, oh, this would be appropriate for the title. So uh, it just just came to me and I, I felt it appropriate. Uh, it wasn't uh, like I had to sit back and sit down and think about marketing or is this word uh, useful and uh, that wasn't my concern I just felt it and I, I felt right for the material, it felt accurate and uh, from that moment I said this is the title this is what I will call this book and uh, That quote, I think it's a lot in there, even though there's not too many words. Um, Unpredictability or this moment is the nature of this moment. So change, as I said earlier, is happening each moment but that change means that everything is unpredictable so what is happening next you don't know as we all learned in 2020 and not only in 2020 we don't know what is happening what will happen to us and when you can rest in that when you can Not retract yourself from that, a new everything opens up to you a new reality, a new universe. You will see beyond what you perceive right now into the dark corners of the universe, if I may call them that. So, this book was addressed for that, for us, for each of us, and for how to deal with unpredictability through the key aspects of our lives. And, uh, of course, you can find uh, my book on uh, Amazon and on uh, different other platforms.
0: Okay. So I <laughs> encourage everyone
1: that is curious to check it out. If, yeah. To,
0: I would encourage our listeners to check it out, and especially because just knowing our audience and how, you know, most of them are, you know, a lot of them are on. A, I guess I want to say perhaps seeking to get to that recognition right, of, of their spiritual journeys. We're all on a journey for sure. Yeah. We just are, we're just maybe at different places of our journey. Um, but our listeners truly do appreciate those type of topics in terms of spirituality and growth. In um, life, and I think most of us are very inquisitive, as you described yourself. Um, that's how I got to this point myself, is just having that inquisitive mind. I always joke that I was the why child, and even into adulthood, why? But why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> so, and I really drove the teachers crazy. But but they, and like you, they could, you know, sometimes they could not answer the question, especially when I went to Catholic school, but I went to a Baptist church on Sunday. so. Mm-hmm. Lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. um, think
1: about everything. My book, myself, I, I, it doesn't matter who is speaking to you. And if you resonate with something, if something is uh, relates to you in any way, then I would be curious to investigate more. If yeah. not, that's not the case for you. Go to a different book, go to a different person and find what. Triggers that into your heart and dive there, go there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And see what you find out.
0: Yeah. Well, I encourage them to see what they would find in your work because it I definitely and for our listeners to know, I was delving into it and then I said um, to Goldsman, maybe we should hold off and do it the week after because I'm still in it, right? And I want to get there with this work and really be able to have this dialogue with you. So I'm glad we did that and gave myself some time to, to delve into it a little bit deeper. <laughs> uh-huh. And thank you. Um, thank I, you. I, I thank, thank you. your, you know, your thoughts, um, your ability to share this journey of yours, because you don't have to, right? You could, you could have kept all this great knowledge to yourself and these experiences to yourself, um, but you decided to share your wisdom. So,
1: more than a decision, it's a it's a calling. Like I have to do this before I part this earth. It's not my choice. It might seem like it's my choice, but it's it's living through me. I, I cannot live. But
0: you answer, you answer because I answer. Yes. exactly. Just like for this podcast, I don't have to do it. I answered it. It was like that tapping, and you you know we're connected, and we have to find ways to to be connected and to share this experience so yeah yeah. Yeah. thank you beautiful conversation thank you thank you very much absolutely and I'll put your information in the show notes so that everyone could click easily to find you to find your book and to learn more so appreciate it Cosmin appreciate you having me here thank you again